Hi, hello. The name of my podcast is This Is How We Do Things in Texas. I'm Sammy Martinez. On this episode, we have Pete Rivera joining us, and we will be discussing the current split in the United Methodist Church. Pete, how did you get to your present position in the church? I've been with the church for a long time, and I've been head of the administrative board. I've been finance chairperson for some time, been trustee. I have a seven position, but as to date now, I'm kind of in the background right now. I'm just a member of Kelsey. I've been with the church since I said I do, and that was back in 1970 when I married my wife, Gloria. Why is the United Methodist Church splitting up? Well, the main reason and the focus of it is the interpretation of the Bible. It's not so much one question. Everybody throws a question out there about homosexuality, but it's not really about homosexuality. That's just one topic. The whole thing is based on how we interpret the Bible, what it says. Uh, There's been several attempts to really have a radical view of the Bible, the things that we know traditionally, even calling Jesus just a prophet, that he never came. Those are the things that you hear. That's why it's brought up this whole situation. Uh, It's not just one question. It is the interpretation of the Bible today. How did the United Methodist Church get into this position? Well, the United Methodist Church has been around since 1968. The question of the homosexuality, the interpretation of the Bible, started back in 1972. And it's been a question every four years at the annual conference that the church holds. But every year, he's gotten more and more and more people that are raising their hand and questioning the church policy and theology. So the real fact that really came to head in... 2016 at the annual conference that they held. With so many churches leaving, can they ever return? That's a good question, Sam. I I really don't have an answer for that one. I think they probably could. I really don't have an answer to that because uh, I think once the church makes a decision to leave United Methodist and go over to the Global Methodist Church, they've made a commitment to move over. I don't think you're going to see those churches coming back. From what I understand, the churches that leave have to pay a disenfranchised fee? The general rule is you have to pay two years of apportionment. So whatever you had an apportionment this year, you got to pay twice that. And then you also have to pay unfunded liability for the pensions. So those are the fees that you would have to pay to move. Is there a leader in the movement to separate from the United Methodist Church? I don't particularly think there's one person in this, but I think there's an association, the Wesleyan Covenant Association. They started the movement, but were waiting for the general conference that was going to be promised that was going to be held in 2020, and they canceled that one. They also promised they're going to have the annual conference in 2022 at the very last moment, like three months before. They canceled that also. So now the next annual conference is 2024, and that is still questionable whether that's going to happen. Well, in the meantime, in May of uh, 2022, the Wesleyan Covenant Association says, no, we're not going to do this anymore. What they did is they said, that's it. We're going to draw the line here, and they're going to split. We're going to go ahead and start Global Methodists. And the churches that want to follow us 
can apply for membership to the Global Methodist Church. And we've had quite a few churches leave, and there are quite many yet still applying to leave. And, and the question is, is will they be able to do it? I think the deadline for leaving the the conferences today as they're structured from United Methodist to Global Methodist is in December of 2023. So in 2024, uh, they're going to set new rules in place. And I think they're going to, my, my personal opinion here is not, is this is not a known fact, but my personal opinion, I think is going to make it harder for the churches to leave. One, if you don't leave this year, and I think it's already too late for some churches to apply to leave. I think the Methodist Church is going to try to hold on to as many churches because you got to think about it this way. They have to have the churches to be able to fund their programs, pay their bishops, uphold their properties. They have to have those. So you're almost locked into where you're at. Is the split to leave the United Methodist Church a result of the movement from the global Methodist Church? It's the whole Methodist Church worldwide. Really is being spearheaded by the bishops here in the United States. A lot of the bishops uh, in Europe and Africa are wanting to stay traditional, wanting to go to the global Methodist. Uh, the big question there is many of those countries in Africa it's against the law to be a homosexual. It's punishable by prison or even death. So if the church were to support that, the church would no longer have a charter in that country. They would be out completely. A lot of the African churches will have to go to the global Methodists for that reason. The biggest change is going to be here in the United States because that's where the whole uh, movement has started, and that's where it's going right now, going over to global Methodists. With church membership declining, why would the church want to split? The church right now, I think, is having a problem. Um, a lot of the Methodist churches don't have the membership they did, let's say, be before pre-pandemic. Uh, before the pandemic struck, you had a, a church that probably was very much alive. Even a small church would have, you know, consistent at least 50, 60 members that would come. For our example, Kelsey, we used to have consistently anywhere from 90 to 125 people at, at Sunday service. Today, I think if we get 60 people maybe at a Sunday service, that's a pretty full house for us now. That's what we consider. Even the annual conferences, like we're in the Real Texas Conference, what they're doing, if they have a small church and small attendance, you have maybe 10 people, 10, 15 people that consistently go to church, these small churches. They're coming in and closing them. They're closing the church and saying, we can't support you anymore. There's not enough people here to support a pastor. There's not enough here to support the building. And what they're doing is they're coming back and they're closing those churches, taking the property, because the property right now it belongs to the annual conference. The churches do not have title to their own church. So what they're doing, like I was saying, the small churches where you have 10 people, 15 people, and you have this big church, they're coming in and they are saying, you don't have enough people to support the building. You don't have people to support the pastor. So we're going to close this church. We're going to move your pastor. They're selling the property because of the economics of keeping it up. But there's also a hidden message here they're selling the property to keep the Methodist Church, United Methodist Church, afloat. Because as these churches leave, your foundation, your financial foundation is dwindling. You don't have the funds to properly 
uh, execute the program the church has had in the, in the past. And you don't have the funds to support the staffing levels that they once had. So now what they're doing to try to fund that, to try to keep that up, I think myself, my personal opinion here is that they're seizing some of these smaller churches and selling the property to take the money to fund some of these programs, fund the programs that also fund salaries for the people at the different layers of management of, of the Methodist Church. This has been quite informative, Pete, and I want to thank you for being here with us. Do you have any parting words you'd like to share? The church membership in our church is a lot of senior adults. And for them, it's kind of hard to say, we're leaving the church because you can't take the building with you because it doesn't belong to you. We don't, I believe, don't have the funds to be able to pay two years of apportionment and the unfunded liability for pensions. So right now, it's like, we're going to stay because of the situation we are in. I would say the elders, they're tired. They've built this church, but they don't have that much fight in them anymore to make this happen. I think that Kelsey, as a church, I think it has very traditional values. Even though it's going to be United Methodist, the values that they have, the membership and everything else, is more compatible to what the Global Methodist Church is. Thank you, Pete. You're welcome, Sam. 